Athanasia said, the things which men rule out as impossible, God plainly shows to be possible. That which humans derive as unfitting, God in his goodness makes fit. And the things which the world laughs at, God declares divine. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. In two weeks, Mr. Fink, representing the Board of Directors of the Pacific Southwest District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, Pastor Kyle, representing the gathering, Joey Sarul, your lay delegate, and myself, will all go to our district convention. Can you tell I'm thrilled? In case uh, someone in Irvine or St. Louis are watching, I can't wait to be there. You know, not all conventions of the church uh, are equal. They're not all made equally. Sometimes there are some things that are dealt with that are profound, that have incredible impact. And other times, there are not. On this Trinity Sunday, I want to take you back to a convention, a council it was called, in the early church. This church, the church that has existed at this point for a couple centuries, led at the beginning by untrained men or unschooled men uh, who received their education by on-the-job training uh, and a couple hundred adherents, mostly in the vicinity of Jerusalem, has grown. It is now led by those who have actually been schooled and trained. And there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of adherents spread throughout the empire. What is amazing is that this growth has happened through a period of persecution. They have come in waves, usually led by the state itself, emperors who have persecuted the faithful. And yet this church has flourished. And it has now actually enjoyed a season of peace, a couple decades since the last persecution of past But a new threat has arisen, one from within the church itself. And so at this convention, at this council, God himself is on the agenda, the eternal, the immutable, the eminent and transcendent God. He who is first and last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the holy and just, merciful and loving God, well, not himself, but that understanding that I just explained, that biblical foundation of who he is, that's on the agenda. And the question is, is that who he really is? Now, if you've been at Bethany for any bit of time, you know I'm one of those kind of preachers who kind of likes it when we can say things together. My stuff is not my stuff. Yeah, you know, know, just not that long ago, we all said set free, set free, set free, right? Um, In all things. I I like those patterns. 
And so just imagine there is a preacher in this church, and he's got a motto too. There is when he was not. That kind of has a little rhythm to it, doesn't it? Can't you just imagine the crowds chanting it with him? There is when he was not. There is when he was not. Now, the he that he, this preacher was referring to, was Jesus. The teacher's name was Arius. And what he was saying was Jesus was not co-equal, nor co-eternal with the Father, but rather he is the first created being. And in hearing that, you might say, I'm kind of feeling bad that Pastor Kevin almost got me to chant. And I almost feel guilty that I tried to get you to chant. Because we would reject that out of hand. That is not what the scripture teaches. But that is what the church was believing. Arius actually had amassed the following. The council, the convention had been convened. And Arius's false teaching, Arius's heresy, Arius's non-biblical instruction that there was when he was not would have won the day if not for a young monk from Egypt. His name was Athanasius. You can just picture how a convention runs. There's an agenda. There's Robert's rules of orders. I don't really know what those are. There's speaking stations. There's time for dialogue. And Arius was proclaiming what he proclaimed. And then this young monk would show up and he would simply say this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the council would kick him out. And they would continue. And he would sneak in through the kitchen, through an open window, find someone to let him in the back door over and over and over again. He would come forward and say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he would simply speak the words Jesus had already spoken about himself, the truth the Scripture had proclaimed about who our God is. And in the end, that carried the day. Now, you and I know it was the Spirit who fell on the disciples at Pentecost. We celebrated that last week and gave birth to the church who preserved the church back then, even as he preserves it today. But, the manner in which he often preserves the church, the manner in which he often changes things is through people who step into the moment. Athanasius stepped into that moment, simply proclaiming what God had already said, simply speaking what God had spoken. In our world today, isn't too much different than Athanasius' world. We live in a world in which we are called to simply speak what God has spoken. 
even in the face of opposition. Sometimes that opposition might be from the outside. Though those who would get ruffled and riled at truths such as life is intrinsically sacred from its first cells to its final breath. The scientific uh, principle of material reality. Sometimes those people might be opposition from the inside who, who get riled at the truth that everyone Everyone is equally loved by the Lord. And that no one, no one is more worthy of his love than anyone else. And no one, no one is less worthy of your love than anyone else. But we're still called to step into the moment and speak what God has spoken. And our world is also a little bit like Arius's world at times. Because we live in a world in which you will often hear people say, he is not. There was when he was not, so to speak. Uh, not really saying that they have a conversation to chat with you about the Trinity. What they're really saying is, God wasn't there when I needed him. Maybe we can't depend on him. Maybe he's just not. You know those moments when they happen. Whether it's a single child by a stray bullet or a classroom by intentional evil, whether it's a country you know you, na you could name, maybe even visited that is invaded by another one or one you've never heard of and couldn't identify on the map, whether it's natural disaster or human tragedy, often the response is there was when he was not. God was absent. When I needed him, when it mattered most, he wasn't there. And on Trinity Sunday, see, this isn't just a history lesson. I think it actually has applicability in your life and mine. What we learn is God steps into those moments through his people that step in to those moments. People like Athanasius. People like our teachers who we celebrated retiring today. People like you and people like me who merely proclaim what he has spoken and say what he has said, knowing that in those moments he is manifest through those as simple as us. Now, one last thing about that history lesson. The difference you make as you do that, you may never have any idea what it will mean. Athanasius didn't write the creed that we're going to confess today. Turn to page uh, 9, 10, and 11 in your bulletin. This was written a couple centuries later. His name is given credit to this ecumenical creed, a creed that the entire Christian church confesses because... He stepped into that moment and spoke God's word. I don't know if you'd be shocked that his name was given this, but I think it's fascinating that per probably uh, the most profound thing he ever wrote was actually about two sentences. So simple as to be memorizable by any and every one of us, this creed, I bet none of you could say word for word by heart without looking in the book. Athanasius said, 
The things which men rule out as impossible, God plainly shows to be possible. That which humans deride as unfitting, God in his goodness makes fit. And the things which the world laughs at, God declares divine. And he does so every time his people step into the moment simply to share the Jesus they have received, the one who has revealed himself clearly as the one in three, and yet still mysteriously dwells the three in one, in whose name we pray if you'll join me. Almighty God, we give you thanks and praise this day for one who stepped into the moment, speaking your word and changing the course of your church. We pray that we would be such people for your glory, the edification of many, and the saving of lives in Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast with the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.